The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by Medtronic. Medtronic is dedicated to the pursuit of life-transforming health tech. From AI to robotics and beyond, we're reinventing what's possible, and we're just getting started. Visit Medtronic.com to learn more. LinkedIn presents... Welcome to Brown Table Talk. I am DC Marshall, founder and CEO of Diverse and Engaged. I'm a Wall Street alum. I'm also a LinkedIn top voice on racial equity. And I am here with my co-host, Mita. Hey there, Mita. Hey there, D. I'm Mita Malik, a business leader, a DEI champion, and a working mom. My superpower is storytelling. And Mita and I started Brown Table Talk as a place to spill the tea on the hard truths women of color face in their workplaces. From my perspective as a Black woman and for Mita, her view as a South Asian woman. At our table, we unpack it all. We won't leave any juicy detail out. Then we provide you with tips you need on not how to survive at work, but how do you thrive in organizations wherever you are? Okay, so always excited about the show. This is season four. This has been such an amazing ride. Yes, 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 yes. So Mita, what are we talking about today? So today I wanted to talk about something you had brought up and we wanted to save it for our live conversations with our Brown Table Talk family. Nope. She is the boss. That's right. Nope. She is the boss. I'm getting chills as I just hear this title topic because I am having a lot of memories come up from my career. But D, I know recently you had a story to share of something that you had witnessed, heard about. So please share that story so we can unpack what happened. Yeah. So I'm at an event and it is an invitation room of a few amazing people, high level, high ranking, high profile. I'm sitting at a table and there are three women of color at the table, happen to be black women at the table and one Mm -hmm. white male. And he and I are talking. He's amazing. One of my WB friends. And another gentleman approaches the table And he sits at the table. So now there are two men and there are three black women at the table. And the man who joins the table, he sits next to the boss, the black woman. And what was interesting is he started talking to the the other white man at the table. He starts Mm -hmm. talking to him and he, he proceeds to thank the other gentleman for inviting him to this event. Do you see where I'm going with the story? Mm, I'm bracing, I'm holding on. (laughs) Yes, he he starts to thank the other gentleman and the other gentleman who's my buddy, my WB friend, he's trying to get a word in and the guy keeps talking. He never addressed any of the women at the table. He only speaks to the man at the table. What he did not know is... To his immediate left was the Black woman who was the boss of all bosses, who was responsible for sponsoring this event, was responsible for inviting a select few to the table. He never addresses her. 
he never says anything and he thanks the other white man. He assumes the white man invited him. And so that is really the story. Now, I, I want to share this, Mita, and then get your reaction. This story is one part, it, it was painful to watch because it continued in terms of the disregard and the disrespect for all of the women at the table, um, as well as the boss who was the Black woman at the table. Mm. But I also wanted to share this so that if you are listening and you yes. are or identify as a man, male here, whether you are, it doesn't even matter what your background is. This this could be, you know, I mean, th these are all the isms here, right? Yes. Um, but yeah. I really share this so that you don't make the same mistake. So Mita. Oh, I'm cringing. Say this is you. such a painful story. Oh, so here's my question because here are the this is we have a lot of allies that listen to our podcast as well as women of color. So here's my question. What did your WB friend do? Because the other gentleman wouldn't stop talking. What did he do? Could he course correct? Was he able to say actually no, I did not get you a seat at this event at this table. It was her. So eventually he did. He said, you know, actually, I did not invite you. It was, and he gestured and introduced uh, to his right, the Black woman who was the boss of all bosses. And it was just painful to watch because there was so much in that conversation or in that short window uh, in terms of disregard, disrespect, stereotypes, bias. It, it, was, it was really bad. And it didn't just happen there at that table Oh, that gosh. individual, that man had neglected to respond to her email. He neglected to check in with her when he arrived. And he made an assumption, perhaps, when, when he received an email and any other correspondence, that she might have been the assistant when she was oh. uh, the highest mm -hmm. ranking. So, mm -hmm. you know, it was just really painful to watch. You know, and this reminds me of so many conversations you've coached me on that we've had. It's that watch out, allies, for those of you who are on a journey to be an ally to women of color. Why are you walking into the room assuming that the white man is in charge, assuming that the white man wrote the check, assuming that the white man got you into the event and got you a seat at the table? Yeah. Right. Already different standards for different people. Oh, the black woman yeah. couldn't have been the one who put this event right. together. Like you said, yeah. oh, she's the assistant. She's the admin. She's the yeah. organizer. Yeah. And so that idea that you already have that bias rooted in your head and it shows up clearly. Now, let me ask you this for allies listening. I'm like really dissecting the story. When it was presented to this gentleman that it was the black woman who's at the table, who is the boss, who is the organizer, the vision behind the event. Did he apologize? Did he say anything to her? Because there's another opportunity there to course correct. Right, right. So, so two things. You bring up an interesting thing. I don't think my WB friend, I don't know. I think that he was so shocked at the disregard mm -hmm. and the disrespect. So he didn't do anything other than to shift the conversation to the boss. So that was one. Now, I think the ally, I think I think my WB friend could have had an offline conversation with the gentleman right. to say, "Hey guy, you know, just want to give some some insight and context just in in this whole situation." I do think there was an opportunity for that. 
What I will also say is that gentleman didn't really apologize because, Mm -hmm. I mean, I think women, I think we've seen this before. Men apologize differently, right? They move on and they move through a conversation. So I did notice that his posture was then to lean in to her and engage, but there, I don't believe there was an apology. Like, you know, I'm sorry, or my apologies, you know, I was not aware or forgive the slight, or I don't think those words came from his mouth, but they needed to. I really think so. But he did for the next half an hour, I saw them talking. Eventually we all got up from the table. And so I think that was his way of apologizing to engage her, but yeah. it, it was, it was well, so bad. Well, I mean, it's the, it's the boss that was ignored and you two are also bosses. There were also yes. three oh, yes. women of color in total talking this to the true. white man and this other man comes in. How many times have we've seen this? Ignore all the women. Ignore and, all the women. And just kind of enter a circle that's where there's already a discussion. It's the privilege that I don't have. Let me just say that. Yes. I wouldn't ever enter a circle where there was a conversation going walk in and disrupt it. Yes. I yes. would never do that that way. The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by Medtronic. Medtronic is dedicated to the pursuit of life-transforming healthcare technology. From artificial intelligence to robotics and beyond, health tech is reinventing what's possible. Every year, Medtronic improves the lives of 74 million people. And we're just getting started. Visit Medtronic.com to learn more. I just thought of another story of where a gentleman walked into a conversation of three women and it happened to be, we were a diverse group of women. So there was one white woman, one brown woman, and then me as a black woman. And he just walked up and started talking and I gathered him. I gathered his edges, snatched, (laughs) we call snatched his edges. Can I tell you, we became friends. I remember the story. It's super sweet. And sidebar, everybody come in. I probably shouldn't say this here, but I am. Actually, we're meeting up. We're meeting up. We're going to grab a beverage. Yes, he's going to be in town. We are friends now. And this is a WB friend. He received it. And and thank you for that point, Nita. Yes, I provided feedback. I coached him in the moment. He received it and really embraced, invited me to coffee. We became friends. We continued our conversation. Um, After we had that tense, difficult conversation of feedback for him as a man, us as women, and what happens to women. And so there is a need for more of us to have those conversations. It's helpful for men and or allies to step in and carry those conversations. But sometimes we have to have the conversation or sometimes they're not there. There isn't an ally or there isn't another equal there and we have to have the conversation. So I just remembered that and it was really sweet. And we're friends today. And you might not have been if you hadn't given him that feedback of how he showed up in the conversation, which is awesome. You know, one of the things that this reminds me of is that we just did an episode, D&I, on how to make a killer introduction. And I talked a lot about how culturally my humility holds me back from how I show up and how I don't want to be seen as bragging and a spotlight on me and all these things. But I will tell you, D. When I am in situations where my company is writing a check, where I'm sponsoring something, where I'm showing up to the room, because of what happened to your friend, I sometimes feel the need to introduce myself to be like, yes, I am so-and-so from this company. 
we're one of the sponsors. We're the platinum sponsor. We're the gold sponsor. Because we've been at events together before, D, where there's a difference between overlooking and ignoring. I think it's a combination of both. And then someone being like, oh, actually, we're having this panel because Mita and her company wrote the check. Yeah. And so it won't be the first time and the last time. But as you said, owning the narrative, not to be like, as I'm talking to you to say, oh, yeah, and by the way, like, we're we're sponsoring this event. Like, I'm glad you could be here. A simple. Mm -hmm. Because then it sort of sets the tone, right? It does. And, you know, at this point, Misa, this is where you typically lean in and you talk to the allies, (laughs) advocates, and the champions and our WB friends. Are you all having to do that, right? Are you all, you know, thinking about how immediately if you're sponsoring that you need to say or or it's appropriate to say? Probably not. It is necessary for us to manage perception in so many ways. And so that is appropriate. That is appropriate to set the tone and introduce ourselves as if, if we have a role. I feel like there's a yeah. whole other podcast. Guess what? You yeah. know why? Because I just had sidebar, everybody, sidebar. This is a sidebar for folks who are following the yeah. show. That means I am now talking about a different topic, okay? No shame sidebar. and shade. This mm-hmm. is a real podcast. By the way, this is LinkedIn Presents, the Brown <laughs> Table Talk, okay? Sidebar. Yes. So talking about these events, I recently hosted a significant event and someone says, yes. oh, so you work for XYZ Company? And I said, Mm-mm. no. They work mm-hmm. for me. And mm-hmm. I just thought, you, yes, I did. I did because yes, you did. there's the assumption, there's the assumption that would be the only place that I could fit here. There wasn't the perception that this could be my company. This could be our event. We could be playing at a really big role, but there was an assumption that I worked mm-hmm. for the company. And so to your point of what you just said, I had to say, no, this is our event. So much like you mentioned, you know, I am DC Marshall and we sponsor this event. So that just, that just really brought that up for me. I feel like this yeah. is a whole nother podcast because okay. that in that situation, it was, nope, she's the boss. Nope. DC nope, Marshall is the boss. boss of this whole thing. Yes. And these big brands are our partners. They are our clients. I don't, I don't work for them. We work together. But I think there's an opportunity for your clients, but I'll also tease out for allies listening that if you are, if you were again at this event with D and you were the white man for you to be like, oh, this is so-and-so who is the sponsor of the event. Like it's your job to do that because here's the deal. Bias is real. It shows up everywhere. Because why is it that your black woman friend who was the boss of the entire event, the visionary behind this super selective brain trust conversation that she had put together. Why is the assumption that she's the admin, she's the organizer, she's behind the scenes? So it is for the allies to then lift up. And in my case, if I'm writing a check and I'm at an event for someone, a white man, to bring me forward and be like, actually, Mita's the one who wrote the check. She's the one who's sponsoring the event. Because here's the other thing, and let's watch out for this. Silence is complicit, right? So if you don't say anything, then... As the white man, they're going to assume you wrote the check and then you get the credit. So that's the other way I've seen it go awry. So the smile mm-hmm. and the nod. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Todd, for inviting me to this event. Oh, it was really D who did, but Todd just stands there and smiles. No, no, Todd, you didn't do it. It was D who wrote the check. Let's course correct. It was D who wrote the yeah. check. Yeah. And so by yeah. you not saying and that's acknowledging good. it, you're also taking the credit for something that you didn't do. 
So D, I want to go back to what you said earlier, which is when you were at a big, large event, you were hosting. Sidebar, I need an invite next year. I'll put that in the parking lot. <laughs> I need an invite to this juicy event. Huge event that Dee's throwing. And someone comes up to her and says, do you work for this company? And you say, no, they work for me. What is the coaching to yourself in that situation? So in that scenario, I responded and I have to tell you, Mita, I wasn't happy with my response or let's just Mm. say I was regretting my response in terms of how that landed. We are always, I am editing and thinking in in a lot of ways, how I'm responding and how it's landing, particularly in our corporate spaces with our corporate clients. And so when I said they work for me, I actually went back to clean it up at the next microphone talk. I thought that didn't land well, but like, listen to me, listen to how I'm processing. Like, no, that needed to be said. But then as a black woman, I'm worrying about how it landed. And I'm being real folks. Like I just had to go back and say, oh, what I meant in terms of them working for us. And then I did the whole promo for that company. And this is how they work for us, right? Do you see... So I don't, I don't get this right, everybody. I do this work. We're pretty good at what we do at Diverse and Engage. Yes. So Mita, in one instance, that was the response of second guessing how that landed. But I'd love to share the other side of this. I have been out and people have said to me, hey, yeah, I think I remember you from an event at XYZ Company, right? And I've, I've gotten that a couple times. And they thought I worked for the company. And here's how I beat myself up, Mita. I thought, D, you are not doing a good enough job handling your brand if other people think that you work for that company. Mm. That's what I said. (sighs) D, you've been doing these events forever and they're not like, I'm not an event producer, folks. I am not an event producer uh, You're not at a Diversity speaker. I'm not a motivational speaker. I am a CEO. And, you know, I worked with a coach many years ago and they said, and you're not a certified coach. You do that, but you are CEO, DC Marshall. And so a shameless plug, I am the CEO at Diversity Engage where we speak three languages, leadership development, workplace culture, and diversity and inclusion. And so in that moment, I said, D, you're not doing a good enough job if people think you work for the company. So you have to be responsible with your brand, more responsible, D, about how it is that you're framing how you're languaging. And so that part, Mita. I'm going to say this out loud because we're all thinking it. And if you were a white man, would it be different? And it would be. Because here's the thing. For the allies listening, just rewind and replay. In the last few minutes, Dee is telling you all the calculations that go through her head. Every second, every minute, every hour. She said this, and now she has to go back and say this. And now she has to do... This is the emotional, mental tax folks that women of color are facing every day in their workplaces. And this is the additional burden of how we're showing up, how we're perceived. Are we too junior, right? Are people not giving us credit for the fact that we actually put this all together? And I don't know. I would love to hear from our WB friends. I'm not sure if they're having to make those same calculations all the time because when they enter rooms, it's different. 
And so now we go to the tips and certainly I'm going to share a few things, Mita and I, but also follow at www.browntabletalkpodcast.com so that anything that I share here, I'm going to leave it over there on the page. And so tip number one, there is an implicit bias assessment. And I believe for allies, advocates, DNI champions, or leaders in the room, it is appropriate to take this implicit bias assessment. There is an awesome assessment from Harvard, and we are going to share that on the page, and it helps you to identify your blind spot. So that's tip number one, and that would be an implicit bias assessment. Tip number two is a 360 review. Here's the deal. If that gentleman made that mistake at this big event, then we can guarantee he's probably showing up in other ways, in other instances, in similar ways, um, perhaps disregarding or a disrespect or undervaluing other people wherever it is that he is employed and whatever uh, work situations. And so a 360 review would also help him to get the feedback from others who he is working with. And so now we're going to go to tip number three. So Mita, what do you have for us? Number three, I'm going to drop the mic. Because I come from the school of D.C. Marshall, (laughs) I own my power. I walk into a room. Hi, I'm Mita Malik. I'm head of DE&I X, Y, and Z. Yeah, I'm the platinum sponsor for this event. There you go. There you go. And you know what? Here's the thing. In the moments where I can't own my power because other people are discrediting or taking away my power, please, allies, step in and say, yes, it was her. She wrote the check. You're in the room because of her. Woof. That's all for Mic today, Dean. Mic drop. Dropping mics everywhere. Thank you all for being with us for today's episode of Brown Table Talk. If you loved what we had to say, please leave a review. Please share it with colleagues and friends who could use this conversation today. We always have a seat here waiting for you at our table. Thanks, and DNI. We'll see you real soon. Side effects of listening to Brown Table Talk may include allies unleashed, getting paid more, and a dose of badassery all the way around. More at www.browntabletalkpodcast.com.